This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am delighted to be back with you for another podcast episode. I hope that you are doing amazing. Today, we're going to be talking about parenting differences. And even though this topic is specific, and I'm going to be providing examples related to parenting, I want to offer that for those of you who either have children that are adults or those of you who don't yet have children, you can apply these principles, this insight, the steps I'm going to share to any significant difference between you and your spouse. This may be home caretaking (laughs) differences, right? You may prefer your home kept one particular way. And your spouse may be on the opposite spectrum, right? So let's dive in. This is, you know, one of those issues that can be really, really frustrating. I know that even for myself as a mother, when it comes to decisions around my children, there's emotional reactivity or a heightened sense of fear and anxiety that's always at play, right? So I think for those of you who are in this stage of life where you're sort of reflecting back on your own childhood and maybe things that your parents did that weren't the best, and you find yourself sort of being in the space of not wanting to make the same mistakes with your children. This is a very common topic that I coach my clients on a lot of really, you know, completing the past of their childhood and not bringing that fear and anxiety onto how they're parenting their children. So I say all of that because the emotions can be really high. It can be something that is not only representative of what might be happening in the moment currently in a parenting situation, but also it brings with it your own emotional baggage to maybe how you were parented as a child. So when it comes to this topic, right, it's one of those things that we enter into marriage with the expectation that we will be a united front, right? There's a lot of advice out there about you and your spouse need to be consistent together and you need to be on the same page, you know, otherwise your kids are going to get mixed messages and they're not going to know what to do. And when you are on the same page and when things are going well in your marriage and you're communicating well and you can really understand each other's perspective, I think that type of expectation is helpful. But when the marriage is struggling and then you have these parenting issues on top of it, 
the idea that you should be on the same page is one of those things that can create a lot of unnecessary frustration. It can also push you into being more controlling and that just won't get you what you're after. So what I'm going to share with you today are several perspectives and tips and strategies that you can employ when you find yourself growing more and more frustrated by parenting differences with your spouse. And the first thing that I'm going to offer is to release the judgment and be curious about why your spouse might do things the way they do it. This is not easy. Let's just establish that. (laughs) Whether it's parenting your children or cleaning the house or not cleaning the house, it's hard when someone is doing something that's very different than how you would do it to not judge it, right? Our brains are really good at just organizing experiences into good or bad. Our brains like black and white thinking. But in marriage, it's never always black and white. And part of what's going to help you navigate this situation with more ease and grace and, you know, getting all the outcomes that you want is releasing the judgment. And whenever we are releasing judgment, my advice is always going to be to replace it with curiosity. So, That looks like noticing something your spouse may do or say related to your children, and instead of in your head thinking, oh my gosh, that is so wrong, that's so destructive, or that's so not how I want my kids to be handled or raised, be curious, right? Be curious about what might they be thinking, what might they be trying to achieve, And why does it make sense to them to approach it that way, right? Now, I should have said this at the beginning. I'll give a caveat to this entire conversation. I am not at all talking about parenting differences where abuse is occurring, right? Abuse in any form, verbal, physical, emotional, right? Those things, I think all of us would agree, are unacceptable and things that you may have decided that you don't want to coach yourself on, you don't want to see differently, it violates a very important value to you. So if that is your experience, if there's abuse in any way, shape, or form in your home, in the parenting situation, I really strongly suggest that you get professional help for someone who specializes in that specifically. That is not me. (laughs) And that is not what this podcast is really about today. It's more about those parenting differences where maybe your spouse is much more disciplined with the children, right? Much more on top of them maybe even really sort of detail-oriented with how they do things, right? I think about a client I have, we were discussing dinner time and what dinner time is like for her, where she is much more relaxed and 
Her husband likes for the kids to be seated and to use their utensils the proper way to have napkins in their laps where dinner feels much more like a formal experience than what she wants. And I know even in our own home, I am the more relaxed parent and my husband is really big on the kids sitting at the table the entire time, them not making a mess and eating all of their food, like every grain of rice, every kernel of corn. And that's not me. And as I experience it, as my client experience it, the first place for all of us to go is releasing the judgment, right? Maybe it's reverse in your home. Maybe you are the one that's a little bit more disciplined with the children and your spouse is a little bit more laissez-faire, as they call it, in one of the leadership styles and parenting styles. So that's what I'm talking about here, right? So back to the point of releasing the judgment and just being curious, right? It's sort of like you can just do an inquiry, like, I wonder why this is so important to my spouse that it be done this way. I wonder why it's so critical that the kids behave in this particular way. What is that achieving for my spouse, right? Or I wonder why my spouse feels that it's okay for the kids to do this thing that I don't think is okay. What might be going on with them, right? Just ask yourself a whole bunch of questions and be curious rather than judging whatever your spouse is doing. The second thing that is really, really important in these scenarios is to recognize that you both want the same thing, right? You are parents because you both love your kids. You want them to grow up to be healthy, productive, responsible, well-adjusted, happy children, teens, young adults, adults, etc., right? So you're really on the same team, whether it seems that way or not. And you both have this vision for your children to be successful. And there may be some subtle nuances in exactly what that looks like, right? Like another parenting difference might be your spouse really wants your child to go into a certain profession or have a certain type of career. And maybe you're the one that feels like, Listen, God gave them gifts. I just want them to be happy and to pursue their purpose. And all of that is okay, right? Like we all want our kids to do well in the world. So maybe that's where you start with just an acknowledgement and an appreciation for that, that you have been given the gift of a child and that you both are after the same thing. Like it doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be an argument. It doesn't have to lead to a lot of resentment and frustration and tension, okay? The next thing I want to offer is this idea of you being willing to be wrong. Now, when I talk about being willing to be wrong, it's not that you have to make yourself wrong or shame yourself or you know, pretend that you like something that you don't. It's literally an exercise to stretch your brain and to expand your thinking. 
So just by asking the question, what if I'm wrong here? What if I'm wrong here, right? Like I've been judging my spouse, thinking that they're doing it wrong. And what if instead, like I've got the wrong idea? What would that mean? What would that look like? How would I be seeing this situation or these situations? And how might I approach things differently if I were wrong? Now, you may ultimately come to the conclusion that you are absolutely not wrong. (laughs) You may decide that you really like your perspective. You really like the way that you are thinking about it and you're wanting to do it. And that's okay. You might also be able to find a more middle ground just by asking this question, right? So back to the example of dinner time situations where one parent is very disciplined and orderly and formal and how they like to have dinner and the other is more relaxed, right? So if you're the parent that is more relaxed, you might think about like, what if I'm wrong? What if it's not the best idea for the kids to sort of you know, take a long time to eat or not really eat their food and get up from the table and be doing all the things other than eating, right? And you can apply other situations where being more disciplined or more structured or more formal at dinner time is the preferred way to be, right? Like if you're out at a wedding, right? You don't want your kids running around with like their chicken fingers, chatting with people, wasting barbecue sauce all over the place, right? (laughs) These are very specific details from what could potentially happen given where my kids are with things, right? So you just want to go through the exercise of questioning yourself. What if I'm wrong here? What if the way I'm seeing it is not actually the better way? And then you also want to look at why you find yourself triggered by your spouse parenting style. And this requires that you truly, deeply understand what's going on inside of you. Is it really that you are just rubbing up against an old childhood wound for yourself? I know this is the case for me a lot. And just having that awareness has been so powerful and so helpful in me managing myself, managing my thinking, and not saying something to my husband, not creating an argument or conflict when he is guiding our children, right? So I would categorize myself as a sensitive person, right? There's lots of terms for that. I'm just going to offer the broad term of sensitive. I am an emotional empath. I connect very deeply with how other people are feeling. I feel my emotions very deeply. And so when my husband, who has a very deep baritone voice, when he calls our children or when he's instructing them to do things, I can perceive that as him being mean and him being too harsh. Like that's the thought that wants to enter my mind. And part of that is because as a child, I told myself the story that my dad was mean, right? He also very large, tall man, right? With a deep voice. And for me as a very sensitive child, sometimes his tone, you know, intimidated me and 
I felt scared, right? Like I felt scared of my father. And I've noticed so much how I project that on to the interactions that my husband has with our children, especially our daughter, right? Who is also more on the sensitive side, um, like me. And so just having this awareness, like, oh, this isn't really totally about what my husband is saying or how he's saying it, but it's me rubbing up against this old childhood wound that I have about how I was raised, right? Now, let me say, right, my parents did the best that they could. I don't even harbor any judgment. I really approach it with curiosity, with like, well, how are they raised? And maybe this is just what they thought was the right thing to do and how to parent. And so there's no judgment at all. I adore my parents, but it is something that all of us carry, right? Like as adults now, everyone is looking back at things that their parents could have done differently that might have helped build their emotional needs in a slightly different way, okay? So just be aware of that, that it's not all about what your spouse may be doing. Or maybe, again, on the flip side, if you're the more disciplined parent and your spouse is more laissez-faire, you are frustrated by that because maybe you grew up in a kind of chaotic environment and that created a lot of anxiety for you. And so you don't want to have that experience. You don't want your children to have that experience. So you're extra triggered by the sort of relaxed, more sort of go with the flow atmosphere that your spouse may be offering to the family. Okay. The next thing that I want to share is that in this coaching that I'm offering you on this episode, this is not something that you have to like necessarily stuff away and like pretend isn't a problem, right? That's not really the intention here. When we think about building your marriage and having a thriving marriage and a marriage that you love, you want to be able to surface these things and have an open and honest conversation about it. And so the way that I want to suggest that you do that is leading with vulnerability, love, and grace, right? Leading with vulnerability, love, and grace, where you're not judging your spouse. You're not trying to make them wrong. You're really coming from a place of like, again, we want the same thing. I'm open-minded in this conversation. But when you share your concerns Being able to do that from a very vulnerable place, like this makes me nervous or it makes me sad or it makes me anxious when this happens and I don't know what to do about it. Like, how can we work together to address this, right? And it's very important that when you bring these parenting issues up with your spouse, that you don't blame and you don't criticize, right? Because that's going to be the quickest way to shut down what you're trying to create. And so you want to lead with your heart. You want to make sure your emotional reactivity to it is low, right? That you're not angry, but maybe you're concerned. And concerned and curious and open-minded are a great combination to have some of these conversations. And then When you do have the conversation, it's so important that you invite your spouse's ideas to the conversation, 
right? This is not a monologue. It's not a, this is what we need to do. It's, hey, these are my ideas. What are your ideas? And the place that would be wonderful is if you get to a joint agreement. Now, joint agreement does not necessarily always mean you're on the same page, right? I remember coaching a couple that I was working with where the mom was the one to sort of pick up the kids and be home with them while trying to cook dinner and trying to do homework or get things ready for the next day. And the husband really didn't like for the kids to be on any devices, right? And for her, that's just what she needed. That's just how she was able to juggle and manage everything that was going on. And so my coaching with her was, it's okay if that works for you. Like, let's just make this the joint agreement that if anybody is going to be the enforcer of not being on iPads, tablets, TVs, computers at certain times, let it be your spouse, right? Like, you don't have to enforce a rule that he has that you don't endorse and vice versa. He doesn't have to enforce a rule that you have that he doesn't endorse. You can just come to a joint agreement. It's almost like agreeing to disagree. It's like, I respect that this is important to you and I'm going to let you be the leader of enforcing that. And this is important to me. And so I'm going to be the leader of enforcing it this way. Okay. So you want to try your best to come to a joint understanding and a joint solution. And if that's not possible, right? You want to just make a request. You can make a request of your spouse. Like, would you be willing to try it this way and see? There's no harm in asking that question, right? And alternatively, if they say no, (laughs) you can decide to let it be, right? You want to evaluate how big of a deal is this to me? Is it the most important parenting decision that we really need to figure out? Or can I just let it be what it is right now and maybe pick it back up later? And if you decide to do that, what I want to offer you is that you can still influence the situation. And I'll give you another example from a client that I was working with her and her husband. And again, she is a sensitive empath who really likes to sort of talk things out with the children. And her husband is more of a man of few words and likes to sort of just be very direct and to the point. And so we landed at a place where like, it was okay, right? He wasn't harming the children. It just wasn't her preference where if he gave the children instructions or directions and it was very sort of to the point and maybe, you know, very assertive tone that later she could expand and explain what was happening and why dad, you know, parented the way he did. This is not to undermine, but again, for those of you who really prefer to like discuss things with your kids and give them a lot of rationale and help them to develop their own critical thinking skills in your parenting, 
then you can offer that. You can still influence the situation by thinking about, well, what is it that I would have preferred the child walk away with from this experience? And how can I support that, you know, not in the moment and not necessarily undermining what your spouse has done, but just explaining it, right? There are times when my daughter will say things and comments that she's heard her dad say to her. And I'm like, well, this is really what daddy meant. And, you know, I can sort of influence it with that nurturing, motherly, very sensitive, empathetic tone that I typically have in my parenting of them. Okay. So again, you're going to have differences. You're going to have differences in your parenting styles. And I think the more you can just accept that and allow it to be okay that you do things differently, the more you can be curious and not judgmental, the more you can remember that ultimately you both want the same thing, the more you'll be able to question yourself and maybe where you might be seeing things in an inaccurate way, the more you'll be vulnerable and loving and offer grace as you have these conversations, and the more you'll be able to find a solution that really, really works for you. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. And here's what I want to say. If you are really struggling with some of the differences between you and your spouse, coaching can really, really help you. The ideas that I've just shared on this podcast episode are things that we can work together one-on-one and do a deep dive into. We can look at every aspect of your marriage where it feels like you and your spouse are not on the same page. We can find how to think about it differently, how to feel differently about it, and how to approach the situations in ways that are really just going to be much more effective than maybe what you've been doing so far. So I want to invite you to a private call with me. It is a complimentary consultation where we'll get to talk one-on-one together. You'll get a better sense and feel for how I would be able to support you, how my coaching approach could be helpful in whatever you're navigating in your marriage. And so the way that you will schedule your call is you will go directly to my website, That's drshavon.com. You will click the work with me tab. You will schedule a call and I will meet you there and we'll have a conversation. And if it feels like a great fit, we will officially become coach and client. So I would love to meet you there. And otherwise, I will be back with you in the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.